Welcome to this um, episode of the podcast, The Four Speeches. Uh, in this episode with the title, Sorry Seems to Be the Hardest Word, we'll look at the apology. And uh, why is it that it's so hard to say, I'm sorry? Um, well, if you find it hard to say, I'm sorry, when you're supposed to say, I'm sorry, or will people expect you to apologize and say, sorry, internet will always come to your rescue. So um, uh, a quick search on the internet, you can find apology advice for, I'll just mention a few for you, here you are. Letter of apology for simply for a mistake, that's one. Apologize when you don't mean it, that's another one. Apologize for, apology for stealing poem, that's one of my favorites. So if you've stolen a poem, there's an apology for that. Uh, and also apology for something you don't remember. It's also, so there's a list of like thousands of apologies. You could go on apology letter for dog bite, for not attending funeral, for sharing on social media, for stealing girlfriend, didn't visit sick friend, for misgendering, for political argument, and for lost item, uh, for drunk text, uh, or to get X back. So what does this uh, apology, uh, I mean, sort of uh, standardized text tell us? What sort of need does it serve? And we need to apologize. So corporate leaders, do it all the time, it seems. Yeah. Well, the um, I think the life simply shows that you need, uh, at certain points, to uh, say you're you're sorry. You're sorry. And and um, as part of a larger community, that community needs to say sometimes we are sorry. So. It's sort of the need to restore something. When, when something's out of balance in some sense, uh, there's, uh, there's a breach here. Or there's, uh, is that a way to look at it? Yes, uh, because uh, if, you are, uh, if you are really um, agreeing on that something has been done that should not have been done, or the way that it was done was not proper, was not proper uh, yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Then um, you need to 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 make uh, a move so the life can go on in a certain mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, but still, the apology then it, it's not saying I'm retreating. I'm I'm giving up. It's also trying to restore my position because it's been damaged by what I've done or the uh, the accusations that have been that's been held towards me. Is that right? Yes, and and, and you could also hold a, an apology for something that is perceived to be an evil act or and you could you could uh, say that well it it wasn't um, the best thing to do but it, given the situation the circumstances it was the necessary thing to do. Mm. And we have uh, apologies that that uh, put um, isolated evil acts into context and they appear, well, more uh, understandable in a, sense. in a sense. So just to get the sort of formal rhetoric right, an apology is really a forensic speech. It's it's sort of a, a speech in self-defense. Yes. So, so that's And a, it is di- directed towards the past. Yeah, so it's about speaking about what what has happened in the past the accusations that's been put towards you and, yes. and how you relate to them now yes. and how you value them. And then you sort of leave, you make 
the the audience or the public into a jury. Yes, uh, because because uh, the 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 um, purpose or the goal of the uh, apology of, of the apology is to um, appear in some sense more justified than before you had the apology. And for that purpose, you cannot just not just justify yourself. You cannot declare yourself. Uh, you need a verdict. Yes, because you are not the, the the judge. Exactly. Yeah. You are the accused. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, there's long list of standard apologies for different matters um, reveals maybe the need or at least the interest in an instrumental how can I fix this sort of thing uh, oh I need to an apology for get me myself off the hook for this mm. uh, so but what would be the temptations or the difficulties for a corporate leader who uh, searches online and find apology for uh, misgendering or apology for stealing bad poem or whatever. Uh, how? Uh, what's the pitfalls? What are the pitfalls? Yeah. Well, the the problem of of just um, uh, this instrumental picking, approach. Yeah. Yes. Just picking a you know a proper way to to tackle these questions. Um, or one pitfall is that it might not seem um, credible, or, yes, or authentic. Exactly. So people would say, "You're not real. It's not. Uh, we we don't believe you because that's what you are. You want to be, you want to be perceived as someone who's credible, and in in and in, in that sense, persuade the audience that I'm uh, apologizing and." My apology is authentic, but what is it uh, that makes an apology authentic or make people think that the apology is authentic? Uh, I mean, we've heard numerous stories about uh, famous people, both from the sports world, the political leaders who had to repeat their apologies repeatedly. I mean, Tiger Woods had to go on and on about, about his, uh, uh, well, out, uh, his affairs, to put it that way. Yes. And well, the... Uh, one of the classical uh, um, examples of, of uh, apologies is, of course, Socrates' apology uh, facing death um, uh, in the tribunal of Athens. Exactly. And he's, he is not denying that he has broken the, the, the law. rules, the oh, law. He's, he's admitting that I might have done, or, or he's, he goes quite far to actually... Agree with the uh, with those accusing him, mm -hmm. but what he appeals to is a higher standard, so to speak. Mm. So he, he he claims to have well he, he might have broken the, the 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 actual law of Athens, but, but the he, principles that he follows are of so a much, higher purpose of um, a much higher purpose. Okay, so but it's harder to do that when you if you have um, cheated your. Your wife, which is uh, uh, in a culture where that's problematic, uh, then <laughs> to tell the story of this served a higher purpose uh, is not as easy. So, I mean, let's leave Tiger Woods aside, but uh, the former president, Bill Clinton, the no longer the last American president to be impeached, but uh, his impeachment was about 
how he not appeared credible in how he dealt with the Monica Lewinsky affair. So yes, because the then you face um, a more difficult uh, position than actually than or a, a more problematic uh, point of of departure concerning your own apology speech than mm-hmm. Socrates did, because he really believed that he in what had, he did he did he, not something he had, he had he had actually uh, behaved according to his own rules and he he he, um, he claimed that he had been uh, acting uh, truthfully and rightfully according to his own standards mm-hmm. that's at, at least Plato's re- account of it mm-hmm. but but Bill Clinton agrees with the uh, accusers that he has done something wrong mm-hmm. the question is what is wrong in the wrongdoing and also what he acknowledged later is that uh, because he had to repeat he also had to repeat his uh, I mean, the original apology was from uh, August 17, 1998. And uh, in some sense, you'd say he'd use his family there as character witnesses in some sense, or put, uh, try to say the ones who are going to put it right would be with his family and with God. But still, he reflects on this later and says that uh, I didn't appear contrite enough, or my contrition wasn't acknowledged. I didn't acknowledge the the importance of appearing uh, as someone a penitent, so, someone who's uh, yeah. So, so it's it's the question of contrition here. Yes, uh, and, and and you touch on a very very difficult thing, namely the appearance of being contrite yeah. and the real contrition itself. Yeah. Um, a Machiavellian approach yeah. would be appear as contrite as is necessary. Yeah. To so, say, so, so sort of calibrate your yes. contrition, but the the, 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 which, the seem, which seems speculative and instrumental to uh, sort of for us who lives in a culture of authenticity, we would think that I have to pour my heart out. Yes, yeah. The the the, uh, the clever thing what Machiavelli says is do what it takes to to preserve your authority. Mm-hmm. The dangerous thing is that it. The, uh, what's at stake is your character, exactly. and your ethos. You, you, yeah. you, you, you mi- people might smell a rat yeah. <laughs> in your clever uh, calibration of your own apology speech. Yeah. So, a more Aristotelian way of putting it would be: okay, uh, admit what you uh, what you think was wrong in your wrongdoing, but do not. Uh, throw the whole case away by by uh, appearing totally uh, contrite on every just try to 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 give an account uh, taking part or or, or um, uh, try to describe what happened uh, as you see it from your point of of view and appears as uh, uh, contrite or or uh, as um, as sorry <laughs> as as your own character allows it. Yeah, uh, there is an advice I think to remember the three A's of um, um, an apology. First, to admit the wrongdoing, acknowledge the impact of that uh, wrongdoing, and then performatively apologize so admit acknowledge apologize but mentioning that it sounds 
uh, sort of inter- instrumental uh, as well. But I think that the 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 problem for uh, for Clinton and other leaders with formal power is that uh, if you admit to wrongdoing, if you acknowledge it and you apologize, uh, part of the w- verdict would be why doesn't this person leave his office? Yes. So how how should you sort of keep? Or maybe it's not possible. But if you, if you, and I mean, one thing is an apology, or, or saying that I did this. This is a terrible offense, and I have no other choice than to give up my office. I, I betrayed or whatever. So, so then it's uh, and uh, so then the apology, in some sense, may might serve the purpose to restore the brand or the uh, or the company, but it. it it, it, in some sense, you, you're letting go uh, of your formal powers, at least. Yes, and the, um, uh, the, the, the problem also of, of, of admitting too much exactly. is also that it's not only the... the um, it has a legal side as well, doesn't it? If, if yes, someone wants it, to it, see you. Exactly. And yeah. so, so it's... To, there is some truth in in a, in a in a in a good calibration of how contrite you are you are supposed to appear. However, I would say that it's better to be clear about the consequences. Uh, so if, from if now on, I will do like this, and uh, yes. there will be no more something, uh, no more lying, no more whatever. So. Yes, or if you say, well, given. What we have discovered in our organization culture, we will now have to fix it. You know, the, 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 the diesel scandal of the Volkswagen exactly, yeah. company is a, th- is a thing that you cannot just, you cannot just appear, contra- you know, sorry, we cheated with the... With the, with the uh, you have to restore trust by showing the consequences. This is now what we do. So we have... Yes, and, and it's not enough to, to, to show a contrite face. No. You have to actually make um, what is called changes. reparations in some sense. Yes. Uh, um, and you have to, to really to appear credible to say that now we have let in, uh, uh, for example, what, what the politicians do uh, when they are when they feel the, the threat yeah. of of uh, of their own authority, they say, "Well, we will let in." Um, a neutral committee or a or or exactly. or a, or a we will let ourselves be investigated so, yes. so to restore trust so but it's this once again with an audience that expects authenticity to uh, value uh, an apology as authentic you if you're have letting your lawyers read what you're going to say if people smell this sort of this guy is lawyered up and is trying to give his apology in a very judicial language, you yes. might lose this feeling of contrition. Exactly. So, so, yes. so, so it has to be, once again, it, you have to tell a story that's both, that's personal. It has to be a you mm. uh, that's, I'm, I'm saying sorry to you. It has to be a, yeah. One of the, uh, uh, one of the perhaps um, most um, uh, effective tools in appearing uh, cont- contract uh, in in public is to actually announce 
things that will hurt you. Yeah. For example, I abstain from receiving salary for half a year because of this. Or that if you if you say um, I uh, I have now uh, actually I have I have decided to step down. Yeah. Or a, or uh, it was known that when Mel Gibson gave his apology after giving what you could call hurtful comments about the Jewish community, he first apologized to the Jewish community and then he let the public know that he went into rehab for his alcohol problems. Mm -hmm. So once again, signaling this sort of, I realize that I fucked up, messed up in the public and I need to draw back to a place of restoration. Yes. Uh, um, It is also... I think um, a matter of how you talk about it. When you, uh, one of the first A's you you mentioned, namely the admit. Yes. Well, it has become uh, a habit now among Norwegian politicians to say, well, I admit that I have said something that might have been um, uh, experienced or or um, interpreted as a wrongdoing. Yes. So I apologize for what what has been uh, uh, interpreted as so-and-so. But then you are not actually discussing um, what you are accused of in the first place. You're dodging the bullet, really. Yes. And the problem with that is that the audience will will hear that. They will... uh and they they will despise this this um, attempt to not addressing your own problem because you have in the apology and that that is a very that is a very old trick you have to address the most important question yeah, start stage. start yeah if you if you if so if you leave an elephant in the room it will be it will fill the whole room yeah so, and so it you will follow you in some sense. <laughs> yeah that's not expand that metaphor but so uh, so the apology then is uh, because this the people expect or the audience expect a person the authentic that that's the tricky thing and even if we read the apology f- of bill clinton he's uh, it's all it's i all the way indeed i did have a relationship with miss levinsky that was not appropriate uh, but i told the grand jury today i know that my it's almost every sentence is starting with I. Uh, yes. Uh, it, that might be a, a, an American film. That might be, yeah. Might, maybe so, yeah. But I think you are right. Yeah. The, uh, it, it is difficult for a, a large organization to have a contrite face. Yeah. So I think that um, also, in a certain sense, showing that you are really... Uh, if you want to 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 um, to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. for for wrongdoings, mm-hmm. that's one part of the apology. Uh, then a contrite face is is what is needed. Mm-hmm. If if you ca- if you if you cannot appear um, with, with, as 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 someone who has been affected by the wrongdoings of your company. You're not able to, but, but, to to stand in the storm, I think. But don't you think this? I mean, you spoke earlier about how we despise when people uh, say that they're sorry or contrite in a way that we don't trust. 
maybe that even roots back to our childhood when people just say sorry or so we need to uh, I mean, and this yes. is of course this is contextual it depends on different cultures and family cultures and whatever but in some sense we need to understand that this is when people say I'm sorry you you can put trust in this uh, we, we don't really know what makes you put trust in it but you have to it's an open verdict to say yes um, the um, uh, the most interesting thing about what you mentioned now to my mind is that there's an economy of of the sorry word yeah. so you could you could say it so often or you could sorry sorry utilize, sorry yeah. utilize it uh, so much that it's drained of yeah. effect yeah um, but I think um, trained ears yeah those in the intended public that is uh, that that really um, uh, are listening carefully to what you are saying if you if you have a, a real um, intention mm. of showing that you are indeed sorry and 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 you one one way of of um, of intensifying mm. that aspect is to act to show that you have read re- reports about the damage mm. that you or your company has created well you mentioned that it's hard for an organization to have a contrite face so uh, in the last part of our podcast we'll look about uh, look at what uh, i would label a surrogate apology that is when a leader apologizes on behalf of a uh, an organization or a corporation or even behalf of a nation i mean we've had uh, prime ministers and presidents apologizing for how uh, a particular nation has either treated the rights of indigenous people or have uh, done grievous uh, bad acts in the future uh, or in the past for which the current prime minister or president couldn't really at least not legally be responsible mm. so that sort of apology is tricky so you're apologizing on behalf of a bigger entity, it could also be on behalf of a firm which is accused of something that didn't happen on your watch, to put it that way. Yeah. But still, now you're the person in charge. And if you do not apologize, if you say nothing, the brand or the image of that organization, nation, will continue to be uh, hurt, to put it that way. What do you yes. think? The, uh, um, perhaps the best example of what you're saying now is the um, how long the the uh, Nazi regime's atrocities f- uh, f- uh, they, uh, they follow into the the third generations after mm. the the um, uh, the Nazi regime in in Germany. So they the the new generation takes upon themselves mm. the guilt of their grand and grand grand parents mm. and. This is um, perhaps an attempt to keep the memory of past wrongdoings alive, but it it is also to signify that we try now to to make room for another society that is beyond or better mm. than than the one um, that we we come from. We, we sort of. Um, Yes, so I think it's 
it's about to open the history for a for some for for change. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're the leader of a corporate firm, and um, it is revealed that 50 years ago your firm was involved in not just illegal activities, but uh, activities that let's say hurt children or uh, damage the nature or in some sense really uh, yeah, was the firm was uh, it's, it's really so far from the ethos or the legacy of the organization uh, you could think of what do you do so how do you um, I mean you, you, we could go, go back to the three A's in, in some sense but 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 uh, I think there's there's a third a uh, fourth point here after the admit, acknowledge, apologize is that you have to offer some sort of reparations in the end. You have to ask the question of we now realize that this was wrong, whether it's slavery or whatever it is. And now we want to do things right by offering uh, um, some sort of compensation. But the problem is if you offer compensation, then why only... A million, or why only? Mm. Uh, so, how do you measure the damages of the past? It's really tricky. It is, and I think to a certain uh, uh, degree, or to a certain extent, you cannot. No. So it's it's. So you have to say that as well. This this is yes. not to this is not to compensate uh, in any way what happened, but we want to offer it for something else. Let's say a more constructive purpose of uh, legal advice or, or yeah because because uh, what it boils down to I think is that it might threaten the very extent uh, existence of your organization if, if the wrongdoings that are revealed in the past are of a nature that could lead to a list of let's say moral lawsuits mm-hmm. uh, it could mean the end of your your company yes um, and um it raises also the difficult question of whether the, um, the if, if a company has an old name, whether it carries responsibilities for, uh, for wrongdoings that have been done hundreds of years ago. Mm. Um, and um, I mean, you have all these oil companies who now change the name into energy companies. So, so who knows what the past will look like in that sense of uh, what sort of apologies? Yes, but I think I, I think for as as far as the apology speech is concerned, yeah, one should be uh, careful to know its limits, yeah, but also its potential of of either um, con- uh, constructing a, a different picture of of the leader that you are if you represent the company. Or the the uh, the ability of stabilizing the past as something that you've you've taken into account, you have read the reports, mm-hmm. you have admitted uh, what you've done, and and you try to, to to do things better in the future. So alone to state it mm-hmm. is is also a, um, a, yeah, so, a so once again it's acknowledging by uh, letting stories or putting on stage stories that actually damages or retells a di- totally different story of the, the of the brand or the yes. firm you represent. And then in, 
in that sense, it's risky. You're opening up to a verdict. Yes. Yeah. But in the longer run, it might strengthen your brand because you you were associated with authenticity, mm-hmm. being honest, being being truthful, and also that you 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 can also uh, appear magnanimous. Yeah. Because instead of hiding, let's see the I'm, the, I'm coming out in the open. Yes, I'm not, well, about the, the the past. I mean, if yeah. you if you if you for example have benefited very uh, very well from from let's say um, uh, activities uh, from the Second World War. Yes, some companies have. Mm-hmm. So if you are open about the investigation into that activity. Mm-hmm. You might appear as, um, yeah, in some sense, credible. Because credible, yeah. yes, and, and also open to critical questions, and and the the desire of of uh, appearing, um, you know, uh, human um, to, to virtuous, mm. it might also have a, a a problem to it, namely that you conceal. The problematic past. Mm. So I will. Uh, I have great respect for for uh, organizations and, and firms that allow also the the darker sides of its existence to to be portrayed. Appear, appear on stage in some sense. Um, I don't know if you remember the the terrible um, accident in Bhopal in India in the eighties. I do. Yeah, and. Uh, Union Carbide, which was the firm res- people found to be responsible then. There was a, a very tricky accident a few years ago when uh, a group sent out an apology for that uh, incident uh, and they they linked it to the group who's now bought Union Carbide. But it turned out to be a staged apology by a comedy group who wanted to force this company who, ha- who hasn't really apologized to... to sort of, they put it out that this is what your apology should look like, uh, although you claim that it's not your responsibility. But we are we are a political comedy group. We're brave enough. I think they were Yes Men or something was the name. I don't remember quite. But that's interesting. Sort of, they, they put up a sort of a, this is how you should, be, the, the contrite face of this organization should look like. Yes. And, and, uh, and they were in the hiding, so to say. So, yes. And this was a way of trying to... Uh, Get them out, and for the the um, the, the apology itself. Uh, let's say this uh, company that has been um, trying to to um, to s- sort of hide themselves from from the disastrous effect of of the Bopal uh, mm. tr- tragedy. They have to, for their considerations, they have to be very careful. How to enter the uh, apology speech, or how to construct a, an apology, because it ultimately it's it is linked to to the truth. It so is. So if you if you have to to stand up and lie to the public, so, so one day or later it will be revealed. It, it will be re- revealed, or it can be revealed. I, I know. I mean, this is a big theme, but maybe that was sort of the. Uh, foundational idea behind the Truth and Reconciliation Committee in in South Africa that the truth is really what could bring. I mean, it's it's a debated approach, uh, of course, but it, I think it was 
born with this idea that by telling the truth, yes, reconciliation, we will say, might happen. Yes, uh, and the, uh, the, uh, the the most important thing is that the, it, it was not just a reconciliation committee, it was a truth exactly, committee. Yeah. And people were encouraged to display what they experienced. Exactly. And that is, of course, a difficult thing because it might be um, a, a problematic, but that is how uh, it is. It, it stems from an old theory from the Middle Ages, and that is that a, a, a witness is evident to the people when it has some um, features, some characteristics that actually only a witness can have. Okay. And that is the closeness to the event itself. Yeah, I was there. I was there. This is what I, I, I experienced. Mm. So um, maybe sorry still seems to be the hardest word. Uh, we've tried to take some time to talk about the apology, uh, the genre of speaking in self-defense. Uh, I think it's a speech where easygoing advices are less needed. Uh, it's uh, it's a risky business, but sometimes a very needed business to admit, acknowledge, and apologize. But it can't. Yeah, it has to be calibrated. And uh, yes, so um, see you until the next uh, until next time. I'm Borden Wardheim, and I'm Joachim.